My name is Beatrice Dixon. I'm co-founder, CEO, and chief innovation officer at The Honeypot Company. Femtech, to me, is serving humans with vaginas. Welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto, and before we start today's episode, I want to tell you about an upcoming campaign that I need your help with. Stack the Deck for Femtech is an opportunity to get exposure for your startup. Whether you're fundraising, looking for customers, or ready for media exposure, Femtech Focus is dedicated to getting your women's health company in front of the right people. Starting this week, you're going to start to see a survey link in our newsletter, virtual community, and social media accounts with questions about your business, like where you're headquartered, who's the main contact person, what was your latest valuation, and much more. Takes about 10 minutes to complete. We're looking for minimally 350 femtech companies, ranging from initial corporate incorporation to initial public offering, to fill out this questionnaire. If you work at or founded a femtech company, please have yourself or someone in leadership fill it out by the end of September. This is for your benefit. Help me help you. Let's stack the deck for femtech. Alrighty, so in today's episode, I interview Beatrice Dixon, the founder and chief innovation officer at The Honeypot Co. You may recognize the name because their products are sold online and at major retailers, including Target, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath Beyond, Wegmans, and many more. The Honeypot Co. currently offers feminine washes, wipes, tampons, pads, mommy-to-be products, sexual wellness, and soon-to-be additional offerings in both the feminine hygiene and feminine care segments. Their plant-derived feminine hygiene line is created with the goal to provide humans with vaginas a healthy alternative to feminine care that is made with ingredients that are kind and safe to your skin. Our listeners get a special offer. Go to thehoneypot.co and use promo code FEMTECH for 15% off. That's thehoneypot.co, promo code FEMTECH for 15% off your order. Enjoy the episode. Hey, B, welcome to the show. Hi, Brittany. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Fantastic to have you on the show. I love having founders of products that I use or I see in real life. It's always like very applicable and real. So really great to have you. Um, Where are you calling us from today? I am in Atlanta today. Atlanta. Is that where you're always based? Is that where you're headquartered? That's where the company's headquartered. Um, I'm, you know, I, uh, I move around a lot. I travel a lot. Um, but this is where home base is. Yes. Wow. I have been meeting so many incredible black female founders from Atlanta. Um, yeah. A lot of them working in women's health. So there is absolutely a trend happening there. Do you, do you see that? Yes, there's a lot. I mean, there's just a ton of black founders period in Atlanta. 
Um, you know, and I go between here and um, in Florida, you know, but the, the entrepreneur scene here is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. That's so exciting. Well, we'd love to kick every episode off learning more about our guest. So if you will, please just tell us like where you're from, you know, what was your childhood like a little bit? Did you go to school? Did you have a career before Honeypot? Kind of tell us a little bit of your backstory. Yeah. I So I grew up, I was born in Arlington, Virginia, raised a little bit in the DMV, um, when I was 10 years old, we moved to Phoenix. So that's really where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated it there. <laughs> I like am allergic to suburbia and that was what we lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I'm grateful for it cause it made me who I am. Um, I definitely had a career before honey pie. I did a lot of stuff, you know, I mean, I'm a survivor, so you know, and nothing is above me. Um, I've cleaned houses. I've been a private dancer. I've been, <laughs> I've been an organizer. I've worked at Whole Foods. I've, um, you know, before that, for like ten years, ten plus years, I worked in the in the field of pharmacy, and I worked in all types. You know, hospitals, Ivy rooms, retail you know, mail order, you name it, I did it. Um, But yeah, and now I am the co-founder, CEO, and chief innovation officer at The Honeypot. Did you ever see yourself running a a feminine hygiene company? Once I decided, yes. (laughs) Yeah. That was the only thing that I could see for myself, you know? Like, I, I don't know... I did not finish college. I started it, but I hated it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know about you, but I'm not very good at doing things that I don't like. Oh, I'm Um, very bad at that. I was luckily I like school. So for me, school was like a form of dissociation from the trauma I was experiencing at home. So for luck, luckily that was like my coping mechanism was like, let me just read all the time. But right. uh, no, I totally hear you. Uh, if I'm, I don't know if I'll ever be able to work for anyone ever again. Cause if I don't yeah. like the project, it's really <laughs> hard for me to do it. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, if I had to, honestly, I would do the shit. Like, don't make me wrong. Right. Yeah. Cause I have, I have to have food <laughs> I have over my head. I have to have water. You know what I mean? Yeah. I won't say what I'll never do. Because <laughs> anything can happen, right? Anything yep. can got to be okay yep. with that. Shit. So, yeah. Yep. yep. And there's plenty of parts of business that we have to do that we don't like, right? Like me running payroll, legal stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh, so there's still pains, but I'm grateful that I don't do any of that anymore. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yes. Well, Tell us about the journey of Honeypot. Um, you know, I've, I've, you've talked about this on a lot of interviews, so don't want to like, you know, uh, beat the horse, if you will. But we would love to hear a little bit of that in- intro story to how Honeypot came about. Yeah. So I had bacterial vaginosis from like 2011 until 2012, so almost a year. And I didn't have it consistently that whole time. But literally every single month, right after I got my period, I would get bacterial vaginosis, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that somebody that's listening to this is going to be able to relate, right? Someone right now is moving around in their chair. 
Right. (laughs) Some people people get urinary tract infections. Some people get yeast infections reoccurring. My one was BV, right? And I did everything that you can imagine under the sun. I went to the doctor. I took the flagell. I took the clindamycin. I put all kinds of stuff in my vagina. I lived on Google forums and you know, you don't want to be on Google trying to figure out how to get your coochie right. Like, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Right. But that's what I did because I was desperate. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but one fine morning, my uh, grandmother came to me in my sleep. And I, I've, I've said in the past a dream, but it wasn't a dream. It was real. Like, it, it couldn't have been. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um my grandmother transitioned when my mom was seven. So I've never, I've never met her in this lifetime. Um, and (laughs) in the dream she came and everything was white. And, um, you know, I just remember us sitting down at a round table and she hands me a piece of paper and it has a list of ingredients on it. And she tells me basically that, um, she had been watching me and with me while I was struggling and that she she knew how to fix it, you know. So as you can imagine, I've never seen her before or my great grandmother or any of them because I'm I don't know if it was one specific ancestor, or if it was like, like a culmination of them. Culmination, yeah. You know, um, but the funny thing is I look like my great my grandmother and like my great grandmother. I look just like them. So does my mother. And so. Um, you know, so I'm trying to talk to her because I'm like, wow, hey, like I did not come here for me and you to have a conversation. I can't be here long <laughs> to remember what's on that paper. You know, yeah. that wasn't what she said, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I just started, I just started reading the ingredients over and over and over again, over and over and over again. And I remember her telling me to wake up. You know, and so I woke up. And when I woke up, I literally woke up talking. Wow. I woke up saying lavender, apple cider vinegar, garlic, you know, rose. I remember waking up saying that. And so I wrote it down because it was like fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I worked at Whole Foods at the time. And so I went to work that day because I had B, I had BV at the time. And I went to work that day and I pulled together some ingredients. Probably took me a day or two. And then I made myself a formula based off of her ingredients that she gave me and based off of my experience that I had when I used to work in pharmacy. Because mm-hmm. I work IV rooms and I did com- skin compounding, which is what they do when they're when a pharmacist makes skincare. Yeah. And so um, I did it and and I started using it straight away. You know, I didn't. Like, I, I don't even remember the bottle that I had. I might have had, like, a mason jar or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I just started using it, you know? And literally, like, four or five days into using it, I realized that I didn't have an odor. I didn't have that gross discharge that I had. You know, I just di- I didn't have that stuff. It had mm-hmm. literally went away. And the way I realized that I was going pee, and I normally would, like, smell myself because because so for so long, I just wanted to see, did I have an odor? Did I not? Yeah. You know? And I, when I smelled myself, I was like, wow, it's gone. You know? Yeah. 
Now, and some people may hear this and think that that's TMI, but it's not because it was literally at that moment of me sitting there going pee, smelling myself, realizing that I didn't have the discharge, that I didn't have the odor, that this was what I did now, mm-hmm. you know, and literally I never turned back, you know? Well, I think most of our listeners are women and they can probably attest to they've touched themselves, they've smelt themselves, they've looked at the discharge in their underwear. And we can eventually, as because it's our own body, make conclusions about how healthy we are or if something is off or feels different. So, yeah, totally. I can imagine you telling that story to male investors, though, and then being like, "Um, excuse me, you had a vision and then you smelt your vagina and you're like, yep. (laughs) So, um, but that's the power of female founders, especially in women's health is that we were done with the censorship and we're done with the societal taboos. And we're like, women are, I'm suffering, you know, like I have an itchy vagina for a year. Like, I don't care if that makes you uncomfortable. I need to talk about it because we need to find a solution. Right. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, Brittany, the other thing that we have to do as humans with vaginas is really understand our power. We have to understand what we have between our, I mean, literally it is, it is how humans come into this world, right? Like the, one of the most important things, probably in a, in a very short list of things that really matter. Mm-hmm. You know? And so us being able to deal with our shame, our pain, our trauma, our infections, our odor, our itch, whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. being okay with that, saying what it is, calling it what it is, dealing with it, um, feeling it, because that to me is how we're going to be able to create a better world. Yeah. When we can live freely and not have to live so censored and not have yeah. to not talk about things that people don't want to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're very, um, like I said, there's a lot of interviews of you online. Your products are in Target, CVS, major retail distributors. How was that experience like going to these major retail distributors as potentially a person they don't often interact with in terms of the way you talk, the way you present the products, like your values? How, how has that transition coming? Do you think that the, the capitalist world is like, well, like eventually making space for us or what that, what has that experience been like? I think, you know, I show up authentically who I am everywhere I go. You know, I, I just, I don't have a reason to not. And I, and what I find actually is that people actually find solace in that, Mm -hmm. you know, it makes people feel more comfortable. Yeah. When you walk in the room and you're who you are, you know, dress how you want to dress, you speak how you want to speak. Now, I know my stuff. I know my work. I know my business. You know, um, I know my market. I know where I want to go. I know I have a I have a profound respect for our retail partners and for their shelves, you know. And I so I think that when you put all of those things together it actually makes for a really beautiful relationship. We have really great relationships with our retail partners, with all of them. Um, and we've worked really hard, you know, myself, Kelly, who's our chief sales officer, Laura, who's my CMO, um, not mine, but honey pots. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, and then we're, we're actually building those teams out, but 
you know, but I feel like us three, especially Kelly and I, when you think about the years of time, you know, and then Laura's really, you know, she's been here, uh, you know, a couple of years now too. So like, we've really sealed this really tight connection. We meet with them all the time. I mean, with our bigger retailers, we meet with them like once a month and all of us are always on the call, you cool. know? Yeah. Uh, Cause it's important, you know, we want to, we want to communicate um, that we appreciate them making the time and then they communicate that back to us, you know? And mm-hmm. so, um, so I, I just, I don't know. I, I find that it works for me and I'm grateful. I love it. Well, you're setting the path up for other people to be authentic in that process as well. So I thank you. So you created this, you know, kind of potion, lotion, cream thing at Whole Foods. <laughs> what made you think like uh, other vaginas need this in the world? Like what was that catalyst to actually starting a company? Honestly, it was like my struggle with BV and it, it was actually our foam wash that's now our normal feminine wash. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it was essentially, um, I remembered in those, in that moment that I was sitting there, I remembered all those humans that were on those forums with me and all of the search when you type in bacterial vaginosis, what comes up in the search engine, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remembered that and it was like all in that moment, you know, and, um, and it's crazy because it's gotten me on this quest to now where it's like everything that we do at Honeypot has to be for the greater good, mm. right, of humans overall. But but at this moment, most especially humans with vaginas, it has to serve them. You know, it has to be scientifically tested. It has to be in huge markets that people are already buying in, you know, you know, our, our goal with the honey pot is literally to formulate a better, you know, a better world. Right. And so it's really important to us that our products mirror that, you know. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Rosie. If you haven't heard of this female-founded sexual health app recommended by more than 4,500 doctors and therapists, you're missing out, ladies. Rosie was created by an OBGYN and is the first platform dedicated to women's sexual health concerns. Whether you're looking to spice things up, get more comfortable with your body, find a certified sex coach, or feel less alone by connecting with others in a similar situation, Rosie is the right place for you. Visit meetrosie.com backslash femtechfocus to redeem a free month of the Rosie Silver membership package today. You seriously have to take advantage of this deal while you can. I love the app. The Rosie app is changing women's lives. Visit meetrosie, M-E-E-T-R-O-S-Y.com backslash femtechfocus to get started today. And now back to the interview. So you you have a plethora of products and I love you have like a little vulva bag. I'm like, oh, I'm getting that. And a necklace that says pussy power. I'm like, oh, I want to add that to cart. 
Um, <laughs> very excited to own those. Um, so you have, you know, like these washes, you have menstrual pads, um, you have uh, uh, supplements and herbs, and it's all very natural and awesome. One thing that we hear a lot about in femtech is founders say, yeah, I went to this investor and they said, well, you know, there, there's already a solution for that. Women already have an option. Um, but usually it's like one option made from a hundred years ago. And so right. I'm a big advocate for women deserve choices and also the newest and best and greatest innovations. What, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a ledge and assume you've had that pushback. Like there's already feminine washes. Why do you need to make one? There's already pads. Why do you have to make one? Or oh. what was that experience like making it a quote unquote, another one of those products? The, the look the answer to that question is if you walk down the aisle in the bath in the body care section there is hundreds of types of body washes on the shelf mm -hmm. how many toothpastes are there how many toothbrushes are there how many razor companies are there mm -hmm. right how many fucking shaving creams mm -hmm. how many different types of oat milk how many different types of cheese right Listen, the best way to get into any market, in my opinion, is to go after the markets that that have conventionally been playing for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. If you can make a version of of what's conventionally on the market. Right. This is my answer. Yeah. If you can make a version of what's conventionally on the market, clean it up, make it at a price, even if it's a little bit premium. Make it at a price that most humans can pay, mm -hmm. right? Make it beautiful. Make it pop off the shelf. You know, for, uh, for us, it's it's investing in the science and all the things. Honeypot is the most clinically tested feminine hygiene brand um, on the market, right? Uh, you know, there's so much. We were the first. I remember when we first got started and um, me and Cy were pitching and we were raising money because we were going into Target and we showed Target a wash, um, two washes, two wipes and our pad line. Mm -hmm. Brittany, no other company had ever crossed the aisle. Oh, they either stuck in the wash side or they stuck on the product either, that side. Yeah, we we are not were, but we are the architects of that. Now you're starting to see tampon companies that are making washes and wipes, right? Mm -hmm. Now you're starting to see it happen. But Honeypot was the ones in the beginning. And I remember an investor saying to me, um, well, why don't you just start with one thing? Why are you trying to make yourself crazy and go all over? And the thing is, is I knew when he said that, I knew that he just wasn't the right one yeah. because I'm a bit... Because as founders of a of your company, you have to be a visionary. Mm -hmm. I don't think about right now. Ah, <laughs> <I think laughs> yes. <laughs> I think about five years from now. Yeah. Right. I never am thinking here. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm always thinking further out because whatever's happening right now was already thought of years ago. Yeah. 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 And so for the, you know, anybody that would say that is probably not the right partner for you because how many technology platforms are there? Mm -hmm. How many, like, you know, and when you think about all these fucking tech companies that got these ridiculous valuations that raise uh, absurd amounts of money, mm -hmm. right? 
now making it fucking harder for everybody else to raise money and get the right valuations, right? It's it's funny and it's really important when you're in that situation to know your business Mm -hmm. and to know your rebuttal. You need Mm -hmm. to be prepared for that. Yes. But whatever your business is, you have to be prepared for that because, you know, and, and sometimes you can even pose it back to them. Well, how many... You know, what, what products do you use when you when you wash your hair, when you wash your body? What do you use on your face? What do you what razors do you use? Like there's ways to rebuttal that so that they can so that they can think about it and be like, that's a bullshit. I'm sorry that I asked you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You, you can't you can't be afraid when it comes to investors. You can't. Mm. It's already a, 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 a it's already a scary situation. It's already extremely intimidating, but you have to be strong and you cannot show them that you're scared. You have to be, if they want to give you some shit, you got to be able to pump back with some shit. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. You be clever about it. Yeah. You don't be a dick about it, but you, you know, but you, but you, but you just sit back and think about it for a second. And anybody that's listening to this, that's raising capital, make that a, a question that you are prepped with. Yes. And the other thing you have to know is who your comps are. Yeah. Right? Who 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 is it that is the biggest player in the market and when did they raise money and how much money did they raise and what was their valuation and how long did it take them to get there and when did they get bought or when did they go public? Mm-hmm. These are things that you have to know because that also is an indicator. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So And that data, unfortunately, is really lacking in femtech and women's health because we have a lack of people measuring these things and therefore a lack of people like media wise or journalism promoting these things. And so that's why femtech focus. One of our main objectives is market research. um, And we are doubling down on that every year. So um, speaking right to the thing that the founders need is they they need those numbers to be able to tell their story correctly. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about, and by the way, we could talk literally all day about fundraising and how do you not let the air out of the room because one jerk thinks they know more about something than you do. I think the moral of the story is that you more than likely are the smartest person in the room. So just remember that and walk in your next business meeting in a lab coat, whatever you want to wear to make yourself feel good and whatever makes the room shut up and own the space because you're definitely the smartest person in the room. Uh, <laughs> um, tell us about the power of the black consumer. There was something that happened where Ooh. target had this advertisement and you were like, I'm hope I'm inspiring, uh, you know, black females or black business owners. And there was like some rhetoric around, Oh, that's racist. And, but then all of a sudden your products were selling out. Cause all these, uh, black consumers were like, Oh, hell no, we're, we're going to support this amazing woman. She's allowed to say that. Tell us about the power of the black consumer. The power of the black and brown consumer is extremely powerful. You know, I mean, look at everything in culture, in music, in fashion, in um, in art, in in I mean, you name it, right? Um, I think. I think that the power of the black consumer is, is, is all powerful. Um, it's funny because we just went through some gnarly shit. You know, we, 
<laughs> where we went viral again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 it's funny because just the way that the black consumer can build you up, they can try to take ah, you down. That's um, what is the power, right? The power can be. <laughs> and you have to bow down at the feet of the shit. Yeah. You, you have to. You have to be respectful. You have to be, um, you know, you have to be true. You have to be authentic. Because we haven't been given the same, we haven't been given all these opportunities that we have now. Mm-hmm. And so there's still a lot of education and things that we have to learn and unlearn. And, you know, you know, and while we're going through that process, being a black owned business, um, who, who's, who's, whose major customer is black women with high household incomes, who, you know, who are the decision makers who, you know, who, uh, who, who raised between the ages of 25 and 45, right. Which that's a big gap, you know? Um, and so for me, you know, it, we serve at the pleasure of humanity. We make products for all the humans with vaginas and we truly understand who our customer is. And so for us, it's very important that we kind of serve that human Mm-hmm. We serve all the humans, but when you see us talking about um, wellness in the black, you know, typically it's going to be in the black community because the black community has been so unserved mm-hmm. or underserved, right? Um, when we, when we, <laughs> even when you look at our, um, even when you look at our Instagram, <laughs> we have this cute Instagram post that came out last week. It's two vocals talking. What, one is a one of the vulvas is a bartender. The other one's a person that's like talking about her yeast infection to the bartender. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but but the woman that's talking, the human that's talking, you know, she she absolutely is a black woman, you know. And so, you know, our products once again are for all humans with vaginas. Um, but we we understand we understand, especially when we're talking about vaginal wellness that the black community has been extremely underserved and the brown community. Right. Yeah. I, hate these, I hate these words. I hate black and brown. Like we're all human beings. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But this is a society we live in. Um, so for me, the power of the black consumer is all powerful, mm. you know, and, um, and, you know, and, and even bigger than that, the power of the human with vagina. Yes. Um, you know, a uh, consumer is all powerful. Mm-hmm. These young girls, excuse me, I don't even want to call them girls, girls, women, humans that don't go by mm-hmm. woman or girl, right? If they're binary, non-binary, trans, whatever. These humans today are not fucking around. Yes. <laughs> they're not playing. It's like, yeah. you know, if it ain't right, if it looks like it ain't right, even for a second, even if they're wrong, it doesn't matter. They will take to the streets. They will take to, and it takes 30 seconds in a TikTok video. Yeah. Right. And that's all it takes for millions and millions and millions of people to be served content. Mm -hmm. So I have nothing but respect for it because, um, you know, 
it, it humans with vaginas are very powerful. Black women, black humans with vagina, with vaginas also very powerful. This, these are powerful communities mm-hmm. um, that have not been respected and they're not taking no shit. They're just yeah. not. And I have such a reverence for that. From what from what I learned from what happened to us recently, I will never take that for granted. I I just won't. Yeah. You know, it was a great, beautiful lesson. It hurt, but it was a great lesson, and I needed to learn it for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. all things are always in order, mm-hmm. right? But um, but yeah, you are someone on the podcast that we haven't had too many of before of going, going viral. What mm-hmm. advice do you have for anyone listening that may soon or in the future go viral? What's your, like your thing that some, you wish someone had told you? Um, I think what's really important it when you go viral, cause we've gone viral several times now. I'm grateful for that. Um, the, for the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to, Take a step back, in my opinion, to feel how you're feeling. Do not be um, uh, confrontational. Mm -hmm. Do not try to um, stand up for yourself. If there's information out there that's misinformation, I believe most... most, um, what are the people called in PR who like fix the problems? Oh, um, I don't know, but I know exactly who you're talking about. They're the like they're, crisis they're, something. Crisis. Yeah. Crisis management would tell mm-hmm. you to just say nothing. Mm-hmm. For us, that that was not an option because what we make literally serves root chakras, right? Mm-hmm. It, it serves vaginas. Mm-hmm. So our company is a little, is very, it's, it's a spiritual connection that we don't just make shit. We, we, we sell things and, but then we, but then we offer love and respect and honor and good energy and education. Like there's so many levels to what we do. So us not saying anything just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And I think that whatever you do, you have to do what feels right, but you can't be confrontational. You have to be authentic. Mm-hmm. It's okay to fall on your sword, mm-hmm. right? But you can't do that shit for long because some people just some people just want to be angry. Yeah, you could you could you could you could put all you could put out all of your business, right? You could make it plain. You could be as honest as possible. And there's people who just want to be angry. There's people who just who just want to tear you down, who want to call you a sellout, who want to do whatever. You have to know from the bottom of your soul that you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and, and, and you, and you just have to know that. And if it hurts, take some time, be quiet and, and hurt and cry and be vulnerable. Let that shit out. Don't hold it in, you know, uh, but you can't do that for long because you got to get back to work, yeah. right? So feel it, but feel it quickly, and then and then do what you have to do to fix it, or do what you have to do 
to correct it or, you know, or do what you need to do to recommunicate it. Whatever the Mm -hmm. thing was that you went viral for, obviously, if you went viral for negative reasons, then something isn't communicating and you got to figure that out. Right. Um, And if you're a smaller company, you're nimble so you can make shit happen like that, you know, and it may hurt. It may cost you money, you know, to change things or to fix whatever the thing is that you have to fix, but do what you have to do because your customers want what they want. And, and we, and we, if you, if you're in the consumer package, good space, you serve at, you know, you, you literally serve at the pleasure of humans. Mm-hmm. If you don't serve at the pleasure of them, they're not going to buy your stuff. Yeah. And, and a consumer packaged goods company does not um, elevate if people aren't buying it. I was just in a conference today and they, um, the head of P&G Ventures came on and they said, if uh, your product isn't trusted, it will not be bought by women. Women mm-hmm. have to trust it if, it, if they're going to buy it. They have to. Yeah. They're the question. Yeah. No. And, um, and it hurts when you go through a moment. I remember when I was a kid, it was the first and last time I ever stole something from a store because my mother whooped my ass every <laughs> time that day. She had all of her ancestors come down through her. <laughs> <laughs> and But even though she whooped my ass every time she saw me, nothing hurt me more than when my mother said to me, I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. You have to earn that back from me. Nothing hurt me more than that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And so I think that it's the same way with humans that are buying products, especially when you are in a space like we're in. They have to trust mm-hmm. you and they have to know that you are devoted to them because women just have not been served. You know, I I know that we've got the whole binary and non-binary thing, right? Trans people haven't been served, (laughs) you know, I'll say that. But for real, for real, brass tacks of it, women have not traditionally been served, right? Mm -hmm. And so when, when, when humans with vaginas find something that they like and something changes because there's so much trauma there, it's hard to know whether it whether whether the company that they're dealing with, and I'll say in our case, it's hard for them to trust because there's been so many times that they haven't been able to trust. So, like I under I under and understand that, you know, and I have a great respect for it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so I so I believe that when you come from that kind of place and you can understand it from a to a cellular level. I believe that everything's going to be okay because we serve at the pleasure of those humans. And so it's got to be okay. Cause, because we have to serve them. Yeah. Everything else, you know? Um, so yeah. You are somebody who is absolutely an example of grace uh, and, you know, and trying to, to navigate these waters that you likely don't have I presume many other uh, mentors that look and talk like you and do what you do, or do you feel kind of uh, 
not that you feel alone, but do you feel like, yeah, I'm, I know I'm the only person that looks and does and things like this, you know, and I'm leading a path for other people who are like me. I don't think that I'm the only person. I don't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I'm one of the people, you know, and, you know, and so is my brother and so is my team and so are you. You know, skin color doesn't, when you're talking about light work, like really like pushing, like really creating a better planet for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Skin color has not a fucking thing to do with it. Vaginas don't have anything to do with it. Penises don't have anything to do with it. It literally, the only thing that has to do with it is intentionality, mm-hmm. right? And really, truly wanting to be, to live in the best earth possible because our earth is our God. It gives us everything that we have, right? And so I don't think of it as, as if I'm the only one because I'm not the only one. Um, you know, me and you are having this conversation. So that means you're one of the ones, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. And I'm grateful to have an opportunity. Um, and, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful that we've gotten to the places that we've gotten and that we have the partners that we do and that we have the customers that we do. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm just grateful. Mm-hmm. So I don't think about it like that. I don't you know, I, I don't have a ton of mentors, but that I think that. Um, and at the same time, I do. But. You know, I see Osho as one of my mentors. I see Sadhguru as one of my mentors, right? Like, I just learned about Ram Dass. Like, that's a mentor for me. I don't, my mentors don't necessarily come in, in for, for my business. My mentors come to me for my soul and for my mm-hmm. human, you know? Because if your humanness and your soul are are healthy and thriving. So your business will, cause you'll continue to download these ideas and stuff. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I've over this last year decided like, I really am not going to work after like 6 PM and I'm not going to work weekends. So, <laughs> I mean, at first I was like, I must be the laziest business owner ever. Cause I am only working like six hours a day, five days a week. I am accomplishing so much more than I ever have running myself ragged. And I truly believe it's because yeah, I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm not taking meetings on Tuesday, Thursday afternoons. Cause I'm at the gym, but the se- second half of my Tuesdays and Thursdays, Oh, I'm birthing it. You know, like I have, I'm doing everything awesome. So right. yeah, totally. If you're aligning yourself with it, the business will thrive. It will. Um, everything will thrive. There's, you know, when, when shit is what it is, and and and, and if that is is positive and thriving mm-hmm. and healthy, when when you when you want to live a beautiful, healthy, abundant, thriving life, it's always going to be in the order of nature. It's always going to work with that, right? It's when you have other intentions, when you don't when you don't mean well for people, when you when you when you don't really like yourself, when you're a negative person. When you're, when you're living in that way, that's what you're going to get back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I personally believe even in the worst circumstances, everything that's in our lives is in order, even if it's terrible shit, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, because life, life isn't easy, man. 
you know? I could literally chat with you all day. And by chat, I mean, I just want to listen to you. You have such insights and um, you are a beautiful human. So thank you so much for your time today. I'd love to ask just the last question here is, you know, what's the future of Honeypot? What can we expect? What should we see? What should we think about? I mean, the, the future of Honeypot I think the future of Honeypot, I really want to have a very connected relationship to our customers, mm-hmm. you know, and not, and not in the way that, you, not in the ways that, that, um, that just makes sense, you know, like by email and by, you know, and being connected online. I mean, I want to be through our products you know, we and we will we will have hundreds and hundreds of products in the next 10 years. Right. Through our products, I want to have such a deep connection to the point to where. They know what the intention is, they know, even though it was made in a manufacturing facility mm-hmm. and all the things, it's really important to me that our team, that we all put the right energy into this work so that our output is really beautiful. And so that, you know, even when negative things happen or whatever, we're able to get through it and our customers are able to work with us because they have such a beautiful relationship. And so I just want to continue to foster a really beautiful relationship with the humans that, um, you know, that, that support us, you know, we're nothing without our customers. And I just want to serve them as beautifully as possible with the most beautiful products with, with that, you know, with science backing with, um, you know, I, I want, I want to honey pot. There's nothing that honey pot can't do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I just want to keep driving towards that goal. Love it. Thank yeah. you B, so much for your time today. Thank you. Oh, the, Oh, we gave a, we gave the coupon code. Yep. So our listeners, yep. you get a discount. Go check out Honeypot online. Use promo code FEMTECH for 15% off. Yep. And it's thehoneypot.co. Um, you can find us at the Honeypot Co. on Instagram. It's terrible because I don't know all our other handles. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably about, it's probably the same, give or take, an underscore here or there. But yeah. Uh, definitely get your product and then take a picture and tag the Honeypot Co., which whatever tag is right <laughs> for the platform. <laughs> Thanks, B. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you for listening to my interview with Beatrice Nixon, the founder and chief innovation officer at The Honeypot Co. Don't forget, go to thehoneypot.co and use promo code FEMTECH for 15% off your order. Okay, Fem fans, don't forget to fill out the Stack the Deck for Femtech questionnaire, which you can find in our newsletter, virtual community, and social media channels. You can subscribe to the newsletter on our website, femtechfocus.org. That's where you can also join the virtual community where over 2,000 Femtech founders are sharing resources and opportunities. There's an events calendar, jobs board, even a DIY Femtech accelerator. Give me a shout out on social media at Femtech Focus and consider becoming a monthly donor. We're a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to supporting Femtech founders succeed. Until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.